At 25, I lost the one girl I loved. I lost my house. I lost every penny. I had no money at all. So you learned most of your fighting just online? Absolutely. From the 500 people I trained, 490 don't show up after the first session. Yeah, it's so easy to win in nowadays because most people are lazy. A fit body even comes across as more charismatic, so it actually helps you with sales. I wouldn't buy something from 150 kilo guys. If you go with charisma through this world, nothing can ever happen to you. If you're an entertainer, hater, you have no brain cells. The following is a conversation with Fabian Ene, also known as Fight Gecko. We will be talking about how he literally taught himself martial arts completely online. We'll also talk about how he got from hitting rock bottom at the age of 25 to becoming one of the best online MMA trainers worldwide. He's literally training multi-million dollar entrepreneurs on how to become pro fighters and you will learn his absolutely incredible mindset and business building lessons that he got from coaching over 500 clients online. This guy is a total mindset legend and I'm so excited for you to be listening to this podcast now. So without any further ado, let's crack into it. Yo, Mr. Fabian Ene, good to have you on the podcast, man. How many people have you beat up in your life so far? <laughs> Just a few, so not that many. I am normally a good guy. I try to teach more than beat them up, but sometimes you need to beat them up too, so. <laughs> so what I find really interesting is so you're an a fitness slash MMA trainer and um, you're right now at least in Dubai and you've trained not only with some of my friends but also some of the people that I follow for example people like Ash Dykes I just I just sent him a DM I'm like yeah I got I got your trainer on a podcast today and he's like oh really holy shit if like Gecko is an awesome guy so um, what what made you go into this direction as opposed to just training by yourself or anything like that. How far should I go back with the story? How long? Go back? I... We got time. Let's go. All right. So basically, when I was young, I was immigrant kid from Romania, lived in Austria. So and I was very small at the beginning. So now I'm pretty big, one meter eighty-eight. But oh, at nice. first, luck oh. you. Yeah. Must be nice. <laughs> at first, I was yeah very small, uh, not powerful. So I had problems in school with all the people, and then I had no confidence also to defend myself. And then when I started becoming 15, 16, I started researching what it's about uh, that I need to defend myself. Is it the muscle? Why are some people stronger? Why do they bully me? And then I started studying what actually makes a good fighter. And then I realized, hey, it's basically, it doesn't mean your muscle. It doesn't mean even how strong or how, how dangerous you look. It's all about speed and how you place the first punch. And then I started putting my confidence together to defend myself in school. Mm. That turned then into, yeah, I would say a downfall because once I realized, hey, I can beat people up, then I used that power that, that was still before I did martial arts, let's say. Mm. So that was still, I, I researched in the internet uh, what it's about, okay, make a, a fast jab, then, then use your footwork. So I researched on my own. Then, um, yeah, I was a lot going out in clubs, did a lot of shit in my past, a lot of illegal stuff, was uh, hanging around with the wrong crowd. Mm. So we're out every weekend, basically two, three times, and I almost always made trouble, let's put it this way. So I used the power in the wrong way. I searched for stress. Back, uh, now thinking back, why did I do this? I was very insecure still in myself. I wanted to prove myself. Um, and yeah, I used this to beat other people up on the streets. Mm. Uh, of course, also got hit a lot of times, got uh, everything was broken, probably 10 operations in my life. Still mm -hmm. all before, before martial arts. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, then uh, I saw in my city, this guy, the world champion, and I said, let's go. I want 
also now to fight against you. And then I, it, <laughs> it was 21. It was 21. I went to the gym like this. Let's go. I will beat you all up. Guess what happens? First training, one minute later, I got so beat up with a leg, leg kick. I couldn't walk for three weeks. So my ego <laughs> dropped completely down. <laughs> After three weeks, I went back. Ah, shit. Okay, maybe I'm not that good, but still I tried again. Boom, broke my nose again. Two months home. That is uh, related to the story. I don't like to beat people up because I know how it is. That's, yeah. uh, that's how you don't learn, actually. And then still my ego was here. Okay, let's go. All my guys in the gym had a fight. So then my first fight. Um, five months after training, my opponent dropped off a few days uh, before the fight. Mm -hmm. And then I got the next one. He was 10 years older, 10 kilograms heavier. Again, mm -hmm. my ego, I will still beat you up. I went into the fight and guess what happened? I almost died. So I got uh, back kicks into my ribs. The ribs cut into the lung. The, gun, the lung collapsed. And I had a very hard operation, a pneumothorax, I think it's called. Wow. And then really... I was fucked. Then my ego got completely smashed. Um, I stopped martial arts at this time. Normally, I'm not allowed to do it anymore. So that was 21 years. And then I came completely to the wrong crowd. And I did four years only shit. Let's put it this way. And at 25, uh, I lost everything. In between, I made some sales jobs. I tried a professional poker career, made nice. some money, lost it double. So all this shit, I tried a lot of uh, illegal stuff also. So oh. Everything just in the wrong direction life. And then I, I was there 25 years, lost everything, basically. I lost the one girl I loved. I lost my house. I lost my motorcycle. I lost every penny. I had no money at all. So I found myself living in a small bedroom of my friend because I couldn't afford everything, anything. And then, of course, I had no money. I needed to start a business. That was four years ago. I realized, fuck, I need to make money. And if I want to save myself out of debt, it would have took me 20 years. And I, you know, uh, save 200 euros every fucking month to pay 50k debt off. So that was not solution. So I needed to learn into business. And now the funny story is I tried so many businesses, Amazon FBA, dropshipping, something, Facebook ads and do this and this and this, everything failed. And of course I bought courses and this again costs money. So I was even more in debt with 26. Mm -hmm. And then I was really mentally broken and I stopped training at the time and then all I had left in 2021, I made the commitment to myself. All right. Basically, I have nothing anymore. I failed in everything I did. All I have is still myself and I need to build up myself. So 2021, which is just three years ago, I made the commitment every day, Fabian, every day for the next 365 days, you train only 10 minutes a day. Huh. Through that commitment, through that positive upward spiral, because finally I did something which is good. Um, somehow this evolved. So I, I committed via Instagram. I put my profile where you reached out to me. Mm. Uh, just every day a reel. My people thought, what is, what, is, what is with this guy now? He's doing this. He's completely crazy, posting all this fighting stuff. But through that, somehow then people asked me, hey, can, I, can you teach me? Can you teach me? And looking back, what is a business? A business is just you have something which other people want. Yeah. And I tried building all the other businesses up, but I, I was not good. All I had was the martial arts skills. And then some of the people reached out. I started training them for free. I was not still not um, confident enough to get some money. Let's put it this way. But then on the get-go still, I trained and learned like, like a crazy guy. 14 hours, 15 hours, podcast, da, 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 books, courses, everything. And then yeah, the martial arts skills connected with the sales skills. I started closing my first client, 2K. This was one and a half year ago. Nice. And then it clicked. It works. I couldn't believe it. 2K, I had zero money. 
So, oh, it works. Then while while I did this client, I realized I had no courses, nothing. I just sold before I did it. How you should yeah. do it. How you should do it. And then it was still a lot of work. Fuck, I need to create these videos. And then came the idea, why don't I make a complete course and then sell it multiple times without using my time? And that was the idea of the first program of the Combat Club we have right now. So basically, this was the first program. And right now we have the Combat Club, which means it's basically similar to Andrew Tate's Hustle University, just for fighting. We have one, one platform, multiple coaches. Every coach has built one piece of the puzzle. Mm -hmm. Coach of Alexander, Olympia fighter. And they all get affiliate links. Yeah. If the people come in from their part, the customers still get the whole thing. So now we have about 10 courses building every every week, every month, new stuff out. Also collaboration now with UFC fighter Luke Burnett. Um, and yeah, pretty much this is six months old. And now I'm here, this is how it evolved. And through, through networking, yeah. social media, also I've got the opportunity now to train here in Dubai. Um, train very high-level entrepreneurs, multi-multi-millionaires. Um, through that, so I'm basically self-taught. That's what I forgot yeah. in the story. Because I went Damn. out there. I got smashed in the gym. <laughs> I... Uh, I almost died basically, but then I trained myself and I was this researcher, this, this a little bit nerdy guy. Why did I get beat up? Oh, the hand position was wrong. And you mm -hmm. don't learn this in the gym. That's the problem. You need to take the time, analyze yourself. And that's how everything evolved. So, so that was also one of the things that I wanted to ask you. I'm like, you learned, as far as I understood now, you learned most of your fighting just online at first. Absolutely. 99% I learned online. I yeah. shadow box. I filmed myself. And then I put here Israel Adesanya, Conor McGregor. I like the striking. And then I put my video here, their video here. Why doesn't it look like that? And then I realized, okay, I don't extend my jab fully. I need to extend the jab. I need to turn it at the end. Then the foot position. Oh, they are way more balanced. I am standing too awkward. Oh, mm. the chin is in the wrong position. And through this video analysis, actually, this is how the professionals do it. Damn. Because if we go back to the UFC fighters, John Jones, for example, what do they do? They study seven days the smallest movement of the opponent. And it's basically video analysis. And that approach we took into our online community in the Combat Club Academy. So the people do the courses, record themselves. And then from my experienced coaches, they get, yeah. uh, they get professional feedback in slow motion. And that's how you learn really in, in three months what you can't learn in three years. That's actually really freaking epic. I get this so many times, you know, I mean, we help people that have a skill build an online coaching business from that. And oftentimes people do come to us with like a, a very physical thing that they want to teach, you know, teaching golf online or teaching, like you said, fighting online. And they also have this kind of in the mindset, like, oh, I can't do that. Like I got to be there in person, yada, yada. But I mean, it's true and it always has been true that it works online. But the way you just described it is, is a, as a real life example of someone that is crushing it now, just purely doing it online. That's very, very interesting. So you're now fully based in Dubai or are you just traveling around? Or how does that look like? Yeah, normally I'm traveling around, but now I'm six months here until May, until our uh, client here has the fight. And then probably because of the heat, we just travel through Europe. Yeah. But looks like Dubai is just the fucking best city ever. So probably we'll make the residency, but not yeah. fixed yet. Let's see. Yeah, I, I mean, we, we've been joking about this earlier. Um the entrepreneur in his 30 starter pack is like blue light blocking sunglasses. No, not sunglasses, blue light blocking glasses, LLC, either in Cyprus or Dubai. Um, what else did we say? Uh, drinking water only out of glass bottles. <laughs> uh, what was it? 
nose plasters that I started using now because I can breathe better with that. So it's so funny. Like so many people on my podcast, they they have an LLC either in Dubai or in Cyprus. So it's cool to hear that you want to do the residency there too. And uh, okay, so one of the things that I wanted to ask you too, is this is what we've DM'd about earlier on Instagram. You have this nine-figure entrepreneur that wants to do a professional fight and you're preparing him for that? Yes. yes. How ex- can we tell? Can we say who it is or is that person want to be yeah, anonymous? Or? Alan Graves, CEO of Do Not Age. Basically, he was also, for four years ago, he was fucking broke and now he built a eight, nine-figure. I don't know how many millions a month he's making, but... Damn. And supplement company, why is he making so much money? Because he is pro- providing value to the marketplace. His supplements give you longevity, so it makes you live longer, it protects your DNA, it gives you more energy. I'm taking them myself. So I can only recommend, no affiliate link, but do not age. And yeah, huge so value. How come, how come this guy wants to get his ass kicked if he makes all this money and he's good? And you know what I mean? Like, you said it yourself, you almost got killed, right? So... I understand it when you're, you know, in your early 20s and you got a skill and you want to prove yourself and, you know, this is the one thing that you're good at and you 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 want to make a name for yourself and build a living. But this guy already made a name for himself. This guy already built a living. What's what's the incentive here? Why do you still want to fight? I mean, I get it if you want to learn how to fight, you know, because it's good for, it's healthy. It's, it's really awesome cardio. It's not a bad idea to know how to fight just in case you need it. But what's the idea behind, hey, I want to do a professional fight? I think there are two types of personality or three types. There are ones, the losers who can't do anything, who don't get anything done. Then there are the people who are a little bit successful. They work a little bit then they are on the couch. And then there are the hyper successful people. Once they build the first thing, they want the next crazy thing and the next crazy thing and the next crazy thing. For example, he's also flying to out of space for one hour. Mm, just nice. because he can. Classic. Yes. What's what's the meaning of life? You know, it's <laughs> getting experiences or living as many lives as possible. I think you know. So he's the type of guy who wants to conquer everything, who wants to try everything, who doesn't give a shit, and that's what I respect. And that's a yeah, very cool guy. Sick. And and how exactly do you how do you prepare your clients for a fight like that? What does that look like on a daily, weekly basis? So first thing was he had two amateur fights 10 years back. So he, I think he's 33 now. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, and that's the point also where we differentiate from every other um, coach. That's what, or not every other, but 99% of coaches. I don't know every coach. But he came here and the first three weeks we spent where? Only on the footwork. Because most people, when they train, what do they do? By boxing gloves, go to a punching bag and smash mm-hmm. the punching bag. Mm-hmm. But if you take the punching bag away from them, they can't even hit you. They fall over. They can't even hold proper the balance. So really for the first three weeks, we just focus on the footwork. Because if you have one punch, the jab, and the good footwork, you will beat 99.9% of people. Mm-hmm. But most people just have to complete the wrong approach. So what we are not doing is learning him fancy combinations. We, we start at the footwork. Once we have the fundamentals, we go to the rhythm. You need a movement. Left, right, left, right. You need the right positioning. You need a, 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 the right... Um, balance from uh, left, right, forward, backward. Once you have this, we start with single punches. Basically, we teach him a good jab. It's the most important in boxing. The lead mm-hmm. hand, bam, bam, bam. It's the fastest one. And the right cross. The, there we are right now at, at this level. And from now on, we teach him strategies. So if the opponent watching, we don't tell exactly what. <laughs> but you can imagine... You can imagine it like the chess moves. If you want to, to kill the, the queen, you think five, six steps ahead. And that's basically what we're doing. How can we use the jab two, three times to set up the cross and to set up this cross to land the lead hook knockout? 
So we, we teach him three, four moves, which are all correlated together. So we get four or five moves later, the knockout. And the, the, the same works for defense. We prepare, the opponent has only two hands. So basically, this is the only thing that can hit him, two hands. So now yeah. we need to prepare him for the straights, for the hooks, for the uppercuts, preparing for every scenario. That's what we're doing. Damn. <laughs> so how does that look like on a daily basis? Do you guys train him every day or is that like just a couple yeah. times a week? So we have 10 trainings a week. Two to one, two to one means Monday, Tuesday, two times, Wednesday, one time, Thursday, Friday, two times, Saturday, one time. And then we have two fight IQ sessions. So that's again, our strength, which we, how I learned it with video analysis, how I completely learned it on my own, how the professionals do it. And now, of course, we have this fight IQ sessions, which we also use in our coaching. Again, we spar and then we bam, stop the video. Look, here you got hit. Why? Look at the foot position. Look at the hand position. We really break everything down, and that's where the progress comes from. Most people do action, 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 action. But where comes the progress from? Action plus the feedback loop is progress. Yeah. You do action, 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 you do the same shit over again, you know? So fight IQ sessions are very crucial and essential for evolving. So fight IQ is where you basically review the training yes. and so on and so forth. That's so yes. cool, you know? We do the same thing for our sales staff, too. Um, you know, not only do we want to have every single one of our sales guys just hit numbers, just do as much volume, talk to as many people as possible. But then we also listen to recordings yeah. exactly the same way. We're like, we like pause, like, what did you just say? Why did the client say this after you said that? Well, listen to your tonality, listen, what their question was, um, listen, what you answered to that answer. And so forth. it's actually really cool to see that that's just being applied universally. And I hundred percent agree with you. Like, it's really good if you can just, you know, use brute force and volume and just do and do and do and do and do and practice, practice, practice. That's good. But what's even better is you do practice and then you analyze. You do it deliberately and you're doing it with actually, you know, being intelligent about things. Because it's it's kind of easier to just say, fuck it, I'll just train 12 hours a day than saying, I'll train two hours, but I do it with brain and I'm actually smart about it. Just earlier today, I saw a really cool quote by Mike Tyson that he posted on his Instagram. And he said, this this world is not a strong man's world. It's a smart man's world. It's and a it's thinker's a world. Man. It's not a tough man's world. It's a thinking man's world. Exactly. That's That was the one I butchered. It. Sorry about that. But uh, yeah, it, and it's so damn true. I mean, damn. Ah, it's a joy, man. I, I, I got to say that. So <clears throat> when you're, you've trained a lot of people in your life. Yeah, probably six, seven hundred. Exactly. And not all of them are entrepreneurs. And, you know, me being someone that has been doing entrepreneurship for over 10 years, I always want to know, are entrepreneurs different kind of clients of yours? Do they learn differently or are they just the same as anyone else? If you see differences, where are they? Yes. So they receive way better. That's the thing. First, they have the work ethic. And second, hmm. they receive the information way better. And they have this, it's, 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 I call it system thinking. Entrepreneurs think different than the whole masses out there who think linear. And hmm. so entre entrepreneurs can connect the dots way faster and are way better clients. And that's why, of course, we have the academy, which is for the masses, cheap. And then we have also the one-on-one -on -one stuff for entrepreneurs. Hmm. That's interesting, man. Good to know. Good to <laughs> know that we're a little bit better. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I noticed that too. Is like one of the one of the coolest things about entrepreneurship is like 
I've always thought I got, uh, I'm relatively smart at it. And then every year I'm like, God, I was such an idiot last year. I knew nothing. Every single fucking year, every, like I look back now at 2023, I'm like, man, I knew nothing. I had no fucking clue what was going on. And in 2023, I thought the same about Max in 2022 because I almost cringe when I when I see like old stuff of mine because, you know, for me, it's all documented because I see, you know, I always do videos and stuff like that. So it's so cool. It's I always say entrepreneurship is self-development on steroids because hmm. ultimately you're like the consequences when you fuck up are so grave. Probably similar to fighting, you know, you make one mistake, you get your fucking nose broken. You make one mistake with entrepreneurship, you're losing thousands of dollars like tens of thousands i lost 28k yesterday just like that and crypto, and you're what? like huh the crypto or in business no in business I, mean, crypto, oh. I don't even know that's that's a whole other thing i i i got a bunch of crypto that i bought in 2017 that i i don't know i i don't follow it i have no i still on my little ledger thingy you know i bought bitcoin at like eight thousand and um oh. ethereum at like 270 or something like that uh, I haven't looked at it, but yeah, anyways, like, I lost just 28K yesterday just because we made a dumb mistake. And these things just pile up. And, you know, I also made, um, we, we got the 10 million cash collected award last year, last December. But though I, I might have collected 10 million, but I've lost way more than that. You know what I mean? Like the mistakes I've had were made way more than the money I made. And, uh, and that's why I love entrepreneurship because it's kind of like a modern adventure. You can ultimately... You know, 200 years ago, you would just go through the woods, go through the forest, try to go to a different country. Nobody speaks the language. That's an adventure. You know, you would try to go into a freaking cave and slay a dragon because dragons were real 200 years ago. And um, and nowadays you can't do that anymore. But nowadays you have this whole other adventure, which is entrepreneurship. And you and you plug into this virtual world where you're shooting content and you're reaching people and you're selling things and then you're coaching people. And sometimes you don't even meet these people ever in real life. I've had clients that I've, that I've worked with for over three, four years. I've never seen them a single time in real life. And I know them very, very well, I would say. So it's, it's a crazy epic adventure that you get to be on with this. Now, talking about adventure, man. So it seems to me when, when you earlier kind of gave us a crash course over your life that it's not like you've been at the bottom and then you rose up and now you are where you are. But for you, it was very heavy up and down because you said you built yourself up. Then you lost everything that you've built yourself up again. Then you lost everything again. Um, what do you think was the reason for that? Not the right mission. So if you just hunt money, then I had the money in poker, for example, I made 30K in one day. Um, nice. I, this is it. I always wanted to make 10k in a day. I made 30k in a day. Poker, boom, and now and then I just went out, partied, then I was home, and I remember I was so miserable. And then what I did, I want more, I want more, and I lost it all. So if you hunt the money, you're fucked. If you don't give the mission a sense, that's the nice thing about coaching. You're pretty much helping people. So I focus right now on the people. How much value can I give? What transformations can I provide? And then the money come itself. Of course, you need some sales skills and craft some nice offers, but don't run after the money, run after the thing which money gives you. And all I wanted actually was freedom, but I put it myself into this, yeah, this entrepreneur uh, red wheel, you know, instead of the employee red wheel. Yeah. Build the, build the business, build the system from the get-go, of course, make your first 10K, but then build the system and the business from the strategy aspect that it can handle 10 million without you required. That's how I do it now. I really yeah. think 
in advance all my money I get in now. I spend it all on my team, on my coaches, on, on new marketers here and learn here. Basically, I'm broken in the bank. All I get in, I put it out again because I want to learn more. Because yeah, I learned it from Alex Hormozzi. It costs me $1 million a month not to know how to make a million dollar a month. <laughs> understand? So yeah. basically, I want to know that as soon as possible. And I have the skills now. I don't care if I lose it all or anything. I can make it every day back. Once you have sales and a skill, I can make it every day. I can sit down with those same clients, make money again. Yeah. Amen to that, man. Amen to that. Mm -hmm. So what, what I found particularly interesting is, you know, you said at first you, you, you learn how to beat people up and you got the skill, but you used it wrong. And you paid for that very dearly. Physically, you got your nose broken and you got your ribs all fucked up. You had to have surgery and so on and so forth. And now you're using the skill for the better. You're lifting people up. You're helping them get fitter, better, smarter. What made you get your life together in this aspect? What was kind of like, was there a process behind it? Was there a a line in the sand that you drew where you said it's no more i'm, I'm gonna ch i gotta change this how did that look like for you i think i wanted and everybody watching has everything everybody has something they wanted to change and most of the guys wanted to change something for years it was just the rock bottom pain you know when oh i want to change something i want to change something but then again i go out and party and then i go oh, i will change something tomorrow the moment you can't do anything because you can't buy a fucking bread at the supermarket then you know you are fucked and that that pain and i i couldn't i remember i, I didn't want it to wake up i wanted to die really laid in bed no energy to even go to the toilet and piss really it was so but then you have two options do you want to give up or do you want to start again so that's i didn't give up and i remember i remember there was a book somehow i was in a hotel and then i saw this book about it was about energy and all this stuff. So then I realized the spiritual stuff. So love attraction, what you give in, you get back. And then I realized I just got fucked because of karma. I was a bad person <laughs> all my life. I tried to fuck people. Now I get fucked. Everything mm. I tried, I get got fucked 10 times more. Understand? And then once I changed the framework, so I understood how more or never the universe works. What you give, you will get back. Be a good person, law of attraction, frequencies in the mind, what you think about then at first it was hard to believe but then somehow i trusted and trusted and searched for more proof in the again in youtube i really studied like like a crazy motherfucker 14 year uh, 14 hours a day for two years all the podcast entrepreneurs and and Sadhguru and all the spiritual stuff and then it all makes sense you know yeah oh there is these frequencies that's how the mind works basically basically we are not 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 not, not hard things we are just particles which which uh, swings on the frequency and then once i understood life once i understood meaning of life i didn't have so basically I pulled my my ego down while understanding what life is for how we are working because you get if you buy a fucking tv you this is how you mm, you play the tv this is how i do louder but the human instructions you get nowhere and that's what fucks yeah. everybody up nobody knows how the human mind and operating system works yeah. and that's the big problem with all the uh, criminal stuff with all the negative stuff People just don't know and they have this ego and are, yeah, they are in their own prison of the mind. That's how I, when I was too in that. Exactly. And, and I mean, you know, you've told me this, like you've, you come from an immigrant family, you moved to Austria and you've mentioned multiple times, like you hung out with the wrong people, you hung out with the wrong people. And I think it would have 
easily been justified for you to keep going down that path and hang out with the wrong people and become a criminal or keep doing criminal things and never getting out. And then somehow you somehow you stepped out, you went down the path to becoming legit. You want to be a business owner. I mean, look at you now. You're in fucking Dubai crushing it. You're hanging out with amazing people. And uh, you clearly have what it takes spiritually and mentally. What do you think? I would wonder, like, for someone watching this right now, let's say they're also in a hard place, and they say, man, all my friends are criminals. All my friends deal with drugs. It's really fucking hard to get out there. What 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 would you recommend to those folks? How did you get out of that environment? We've kind of talked about your inner thought process now, but how did you actually do it in the, in the real physical world? Step one is ask yourself, who do you want to become? Who do you want to become? So I put the pictures up of all the entrepreneurs, of these athletes. I had them on my vision board. And then ask yourself, what character traits does this person have who you mm. want to become? And then what things do you need to do in the daily routines, in the daily small little systems to get those character traits to become that person you want to become? And that's what I reaffirmed over and over again. And like you say, always, you, you look back on your past year, you were a fish. And I look back past month, I was an idiot. We evolve, evolve, evolve. I created again my new vision. Now I want to do this. Now I want to do this. And basically, that's interesting. I remember three years ago, I wrote up, I wrote the character traits, everything, what I want to do, wrote it out. Uh, seven days, it took me, blah, blah, blah. Who do I want to become? I asked myself this question. And then I created this uh, identity. Athlete, coach, entrepreneur, marketer, and what is it called? Forbuild. Ah, role model. Role model. These five things. And I, I saw this uh, just a few days ago, and then I, I watched it, and now really everything happened. So at that time, I was a broke uh, criminal with no accomplishments, and I brought that person out who I want to become. And now I am that person. So fucking crazy. Again, fits back into law of attraction and focus, what you focus on. They will give energy on, and there you will do your movements. Your actions will bring you there. Yeah. If you want it over and over and you really want it and do the things required. That's like an incredible story, man. The The reason why this is so interesting for me is because like I have a kind of like a boring background. You know, so many entrepreneurs in my field, they're like, I lived in a trailer with $20 to my name. Yeah, for me, it wasn't like that. I come from a, I would say, lower middle class family. Um, We grew up in the Austrian Alps. But I'll say Salzkammergut, which you might know probably as a fellow Austrian. And uh, I mean, you know, like we were kind of poor, um, especially after my parents got divorced. I remember my my mom uh, having to buy the cheapest bread for breakfast. And then one day she bought the good bread, like the one we saw in the fucking TV commercial. And it was like, all right, kids, we got the good bread, like better make sure, you know, like only eat two slices. And that's where I really felt like, damn, we are poor. We are fucking poor. But at the same time, I don't come from like a dr crazy drug addict family or stuff like that. You mean we were like lower middle class. Um, so I always find it very interesting when someone has a little bit more of an extreme background such as yours. And 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 then even more so the fact that you got out of it and that you're crushing it now. That's very, very, very inspiring. And, you know, that's also why I wanted to talk to you. So nowadays, do you still only train 10 minutes a day? Because you mentioned that earlier. Or how do, How does that look like for you? Nowadays, I would say on the off days, I really just make a short workout plan. Don't craft my techniques a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit because I have not the focus not to fight or something. Yeah. My main focus is on clients. So basically, we are running boot camps also now. I have this private client and you can imagine I train with him. I scream at him. So 
I cannot get out of shape if I train other people. Yeah. But if I would right now in my face, especially if you're an entrepreneur, most people think I don't have time for the gym because I need to work 15 hours to build a business. Mm. What you should do is have a high-intensity workout mixed with shadow boxing, mixed with martial arts aspects, 15, 20 minutes in the morning, mm -hmm. and then it boosts your energy three times. Mm. You see, so that's, if I don't train, I train a little bit because I need my energy for work. I have a lot of shit to do. But yeah. if I put this small workout routine in the morning, it two axes, three axes my energy. So it gives, you need to find the sweet spot, which gives you energy instead of drains you completely. Yeah. Of course, the training camp will fuck you up. If you train 10 times, you cannot work. But what I would recommend to everybody who wants to build a business and is not in shape, focus on getting in shape. I told you I wanted to start all these businesses without training. I failed over and over. Put a small workout routine in the morning and the, the chance of getting successful is 10x. Because if you yeah. can do just a little bit of a training, then you can build a big business. If you can't do a little bit of a training, you are not disciplined anyways, you know? Yeah. Hey, man, it's, it's so crazy how... Um... I hear this all the time. I'm like, oh yeah, I got fat now because last last year I focused on business, yada yada. Look, man, there's no fucking excuse. I even posted that on on my Twitter the other day. Um, I said focusing on business is not an excuse to maintain a six pack. Proper nutrition equals mental focus, less lethargy, more work ethic. A fit body even comes across as more charismatic, so it actually helps you with sales. Plus. Steak just kind of tastes better when you're really lean and you're in great shape, you know? I wouldn't buy something from a 150 kilo guy. Nothing. Exactly. Nothing. Exactly. It's just like, it's kind of a, a matter of like self-respect to to hit the gym. And I and I know because I saw that on your Instagram too. It's like, you don't always eat clean either. You're saying this. That's totally fine. You don't need to go on some crazy fucking diet. It just, ha like, I really like what you said there. You said like, as long as you eat clean more often than you not eat clean, you're fucking good to go. And, um, you know, like I'm, I'm kind of like a man of extremes with this shit. Like I go fully crazy overboard with my diet and then I got like super fucking hungry. Then I go super overboard with cheat days and so on and so forth. And something that I've really learned the hard way over the last three, two to three years is, um, really putting balance in, like just having a bar of chocolate and not feeling bad about it as opposed to like a cheat day with 10,000 calories which is super easy for me to get to. Like I can literally eat 10,000 calories in a, in one sitting. I don't care. I can mm -hmm. do it. Ask anyone that's been to dinner with me, anyone. Like you you see it too like I can I can just eat cuz I love eating. But yeah, and that's why I love your philosophy of saying like, "Nah, you know, just eat more clean than you're not eating clean and you you're good to go." It's so easy if you're consistent. That's the point from the 500 people I trained, 490 don't show up after the first session. And that's Oh yeah. It's so easy to win in nowadays because most people give up. Most people are lazy, you know? If you yeah. just do small things like I did, the fucking 10 minutes for one year, you will be so far ahead of everybody because everybody gives up. Yeah. World is, world is full of pussies nowadays. What do you think is the reason why they give up? It's because it's physically too hard, because it's they get their ass kicked or... They have a too good what, life, what... man. They have a too good life. You can watch TV. You can get water for free. You can get money for free from the state, you know, of course, in the first world countries, but we have a too good life. And that was what fucked me also. Struggle makes the man, you know, you mm. need struggle. And that's why martial arts, if you fight, if you fight three minutes versus a guy, this teaches me more about the guy than 10 years sitting around him. Mm -hmm. That's struggle, you know, are you a pussy or not? Even if you can't fight, but do you do your best? Are you afraid? 
Can you stand your man? And that's my first test. Also, everybody who works in my team needs to do martial arts. I don't do wow. any. If you work in my team, you need to train and try your best. Even if you're a fat cunt and can't fight, you will do it. If you try it, you have my respect. If you don't try it, I don't want to do anything with you. That is badass. So you literally, you have that in your company culture that you have to do martial arts. That is, yeah. that is actually really fucking cool branding. Like just looking in from the outside, from like a branding perspective, you know, you're like, yo, everybody in my team has to do martial arts. You don't need to be good. You don't need to be a pro, but you have to do it. That is actually such a cool fucking branding aspect. I really have to say, um, fascinating. I remember we wanted to have that. Remember when we had the offices in Kiev? And um, we had we wanted to have mats on the floor so so we can train jujitsu because two or three guys had like jujitsu black belts or something like that or blue belts. Yeah, how many of our guys had jujitsu experience? It was it was uh, Phil and Carl. Wasn't Carl like super good or something like that? Yeah. So uh, yeah, and we wanted to have like mats in the office, but then our business partner, huh? Paul also, that's right. And then our business partner from Germany, our business partners, shout out to the Baulix. They're like, every minute that your staff is spending doing jiu-jitsu is a minute they're not working. And they were true, you know, they're very conservative guys. Um, it's cool to see at least you got that, man. Now, uh, talking about martial arts, um, if we if you look at the history of, of you know, mixed martial arts, it used to be, I mean, 20, 30 years ago, the first couple of fights of the UFC, they were just really random. Like there was just like a karate guy fighting a boxing guy. And then slowly but steadily, these kind of different disciplines mixed together to form the MMA kind of discipline. So since it is such a young, young sport, um, it's still very much changing and evolving and MMA from 2024 is vastly different than MMA from 2016, 2017. Where do you see these styles converge? Do you see, you know, as someone who's really in the grid with martial arts, do you see kind of specific styles kind of crystallizing themselves out to be like, this is going to be the most efficient way of fighting? It's like in the, how is it, scissor rock paper game. Yeah, one yeah. Other thing, one bit, thing bits the other thing. Because you told me about jiu-jitsu, you want to learn. It depends where, what is your goal and where do you start. If you're a newbie, I always recommend start boxing. Every fight start starts on the feet. So I don't want to grapple on the ground. I don't want to, to lay here in front of a club and get my head kicked. So yeah. if you start, start a good footwork, get a good jab. And then, of course, make maybe one, two jiu-jitsu moves and learn some wrestling. But who is the best is actually John Jones, what I think. One of the best. And he knows everything. He can strike, he can kick, he can punch, he can elbow, he can wrestle, he can clinch, he can choke you out. So that's the beauty of MMA. It's all coming together. And there is no one thing, but if you have good boxing, good wrestling, I think this is the most important thing. Maybe some good legging. I mean, I mean, so where do you see the future of MMA? Where, what kind of styles do you think will the best MMA fighters in each world class, in each weight class, I have in the future i mean in mma the best fighters can do everything that's the mm -hmm. thing and i think of course the uh, sport will just grow because people get it that it's actually a very good sport to practice it's that's the point also most people think it's so dangerous but if you look on the statistics of the most injured guys from the sports on top is football uh football and and rugby and all the shit mm -hmm. martial arts comes way down below why mm -hmm. 
Because in martial arts, you learn how to be prepared for an attack. In mm. football, everybody's running after the ball or after the rugby ball, and then they crash, boom, they get injured. So basically, martial arts is not that dangerous if you learn it properly. Not like me, I didn't learn it properly. But <laughs> if you learn it properly, it's not that dangerous because you yeah. learn, you prepare for the strikes. You learn to defend. You learn to slip. And if you have a good trainer, you will learn this slowly. That's why I don't beat my students up, not at the beginning. And then with with um, yeah with good feeling you learn him you increase the pace you increase the strength until he's prepared for everything. Yeah, it's almost like a metaphor for life, you know, because with with martial arts you're learning how to get beat, you're learning how to take a beating, and that's what makes it so safe, you know. And it's it's again like very much the same with entrepreneurship. I've had um earlier this week I've had my weekly call with with my beginner clients and beginner clients are people that, you know, they start out with their coaching and they don't make 10 K a month yet. And our goal is to get them to 10 K a month at first. And one thing that I notice is very different from the beginner clients that I talk to versus the clients that are already making 30, 50, hundred K a month is they're very risk averse. They're very, very much afraid of failing because they think failure equals bad failure equals it's over. But, you know, to touch on what we said earlier, man, um, I've probably lost more money than I've made simply by the fact that you had the cool Hormozy quote of like, you know, every month I don't know how to make a million is a million lost. So if you, if you stack those up, I lost multiple hundreds of millions um, over the last uh, uh, 20 years. So and and so I feel like when, when people start a business, they're so scared of making a mistake because they think it's over. And they th they think too much in black and white, but everybody that has made it to a 30 or 100K a month level, they know, oh, I got there just because I failed forward. <laughs> it's literally that, like failing forward. And it's cool that, you know, with martial arts, you literally learn that on a freaking minute by minute basis. Every time you, you, you fail to defend yourself properly or to block, you get punched, you get kicked, you get thrown to the ground, you get choked out. So it's a very humiliating in a possible way, a positive way, it's a very humbling experience. And if you can, if you can take the lessons from MMA and you extrapolate them on the business, you fucking win. Absolutely. So that's why I always say it gives you a superpower for everybody. Yeah. That's the point. Also, also for you because you don't practice. I guarantee you, if you would just start like I did, 10, 20 minutes shadow boxing with my strategies for the next six months, you will become a three times better entrepreneur. I guarantee Damn. you. It does something with you. It's a superpower, you know, just to know when you are in a business conversation that I could break your neck. Just that you know it, you know, just <laughs> that you know it. It's not that you do it, but it gives you a secret edge, a superpower, a, a confidence, you know, which if you don't have it, you need, must feel it. I can't explain it to you. That's the point. You yeah. must feel it. But once you have it, life is different. This episode is sponsored by nothing myself i got a great business and to be fully honest here too improvised here i might get sponsors at some point but right now i just want you to enjoy this podcast and if you do enjoy this podcast please do consider hitting that five star rating or whatever star rating you want to give us but please do give us a rating because it makes us rank higher and then we can reach more people i can get awesome people on the podcast and deliver the best freaking value that is there to you so let's make it happen uh thank you very much and let's continue Amen. Amen. Um, you know, one thing that I wanted to ask you too, regarding to just stay with the MMA topic for a couple of minutes. Why do you think are the Dagestanis so damn good at that? If you look at Islam Makachev, if you look at Khabib, what do you think do these guys have that 
other cultures, other kind of trainings don't have? I would rephrase the question. What do these people not have, which other mm. people have? Because they only have train, eat, pray, repeat. Train, eat, pray, repeat. Train, eat, pray, repeat. They are just the most focused guys. That's what I mean. If other guys in America, they sometimes go out and they have some bitches here and, and do this stuff. And oh, maybe we do for a motorcycle. They train, eat, pray, repeat every day. So they do more of the right stuff. Of course, they are better. That's a simple question. Damn. Okay. So you really, so the praying aspect plays a certain role when it comes to fighting as well. Um, I need to think how I rephrase it. Praying, praying also everybody, if you ask no pray, this word makes 20 different pictures in every head, you know? Yeah, yeah. Pray is for me, you communicate with the higher power up there and you talk about, you ask for strength, you talk about what you want. You, you are thankful and this brings you again in a higher vibration. And if you pray about what you want and pray about what you're thankful and do this over and over again, and then you have the other guy who just trains and then goes home and watching TV, of course, your energy is way more focused, you know? Yeah, you get yeah. way more out of it. It gives you, again, a superpower also. So it brings you in the focus. That's how I see it. In the focus, thankfulness, you, you uh, attach yourself to this higher power. Again, everything is uh, energy, frequency, vibration, like Tesla said. So if you put yourself mentally in that vibration, it plays a huge part, of course. If you believe it, if you see it, if you visualize it, how you win, if you know you're the best, and if you communicate over and over again and put this into your mind over and over again, you're unstoppable, you know? And that's mm -hmm. what these guys are doing, what other guys are not doing. Is that what you do as well? Do you pray? Do you meditate? Do you do something like that? I should do it more often. So what yeah. I do is... Um, I put myself in a positive feedback loop at night. So every day when I go to sleep, so wow, thanks again. Nice day. Nice. I lived. I have eaten. I've helped some people. Boom. I go with this gratitude mind into bed. Yeah, I do the same. That's I wake up. Yeah. Hell yeah. That that gratitude thing is something I've been doing for the last fucking I think I've done this since I'm a teenager, early teenager. Just gratitude every single day. And, um, you know, it's funny because I started meditating quite a lot when I got into personal development back in 2011. I did it every day. Then I went on a world tour on my first one. I start, still did it every day and then I stopped. Then I picked it back up and so on and so forth. And now the last year, I barely did it. But now I've started doing it again since around Christmas time every day, just 15 fucking minutes. I just put it on my yeah. calendar. Like, I, I, like, if you're just like yeah, I should meditate today. You're not going to do it. Then you go to bed like, ah, I forgot meditation. Ah, well, I'm too tired. I'll do it later. But when you put it on your calendar, like my life is my calendar or my, for me, it's actually Trello. It's like an app where I have all my cards in there. So I have everything in there. It's like, get up, weigh yourself, measure blood pressure, eat your first meal, do this, do this, you know, now podcast with fighting gecko after this, I do this and so on and so forth. And then in the evening, it just says uh, mobility, stretching and meditation. And it's almost like this like ritual for me that is kind of necessary because stretching and mobility helps me kind of connect with my body because as um, when I work during the day, it's like my body just becomes this vessel for my work. I just sit down, I pump myself in with, with caffeine and, and I, get, I have my water ball next to me and it's just grind, 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 grind. And then I forget like I've been sitting there with like the worst posture for the last two hours, you know? Um, so I, I very much... Reminder. Thanks for the reminder. Yeah, yeah, right? Me too. <laughs> I'm just grabbing my massage ball here. I'm like, oh, let me put my massage ball underneath my feet. Um, <coughs> so so that's how it is. And then 
if I do mobility, I kind of reconnect uh, with my body in the evening. And I usually do it either in the late afternoon when my focus kind of dips. And then uh, and then I have another working session evening tonight. So it's like 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. My focus comes back and uh, and I hustle hard. So I either try to do the meditation and the stretching and the mobility before that, like 4 or 5 p.m., or I do it then as the last thing before I go to bed at around 9 p.m. And there's there's so much importance to that because, number one, when I meditate, at least that's how it is for me, sometimes it's just a shit session. Sometimes it's just 16, 15, 16 minutes of meditation, and all I do is think all the time. I think, I worry, I have zero fucking focus on the meditation, on the breathing. I literally basically just sit there for 15 minutes in my damn thoughts. Um, <laughs> but then also... I would say about a fifth of my meditation session, maybe a fourth are really awesome where I'm like, holy shit. I like, I'm, it feels like I'm floating. I'm connected to the universe. I feel the space within me and that I am within the space and, and I feel so good. And it's not like, and, and it's probably the same with freaking physical training. Like you're not doing it to hit it hundred percent every single time. You're doing it because you want to build a habit and consistency. And sometimes you'll have training sessions where you feel amazing and you knock it out and you hit a PR and whatnot. Um, and sometimes you don't. Sometimes you just do 70% and everything sucks. But it's not about that. It's about the consistency and the habit that you're building from it. Absolutely. That's yeah. always it's easier to train seven times a week for 10 minutes than to train four times a week for three hours. Ooh. Amen. Amen to that, my man. Um, and it's crazy. The other thing that that um that I learned from that is, and this is also something that I teach to our beginners, is like find out what your primary skill is and find out what your primary and secondary um times of focus are. So with the skill set, it's you know, you said it yourself, like you told me that you know you've tried many other things and you just tried them because you wanted to make money. You did the poker because you wanted to make money. Um you did the drop shipping or Amazon FBA because you wanted to make money, but that had no connection to your primary skill. And when I hear you talk, Fabian, your primary skill clearly is inspiring people, teaching, passing on your knowledge, doing cool shit and working with other people. And, and that is clearly your primary skill. You don't get that when you play poker. You don't get that when you sell stuff on Amazon FBA because it doesn't touch into your primary skill. That lesson I have relearned last year as well where I did, you know, we've been scaling the company, we've been building systems, we've been doing so much, and none of that is my primary skill. I would say systems building is pretty good. I would say it's my secondary skill. My primary skill is similar to yours. It's coaching people, inspiring people, creating awesome content. I can fucking create content. Just sit me down. Let me talk to a camera. I can talk for six hours. I've done this in the past. My very first business dating advice, I literally did 10-hour seminars every single Saturday. I didn't give a shit. Just put me in front of a camera or a crowd. I'll just ramble for 10 hours. I love that, and I'm really good at that. That's my primary skill. And I didn't tap into that in the whole of 2023 because there was a bunch of other fires I had to put out while scaling. Now I'm starting to tap back into that. When did we start creating content again? Like freaking November, December or something like that last year. And I'm feeling amazing and I feel good. And I and clearly things happen in the company much faster when I'm nurturing and when I'm when I'm putting out my primary and secondary skill. And uh that was the same for you. And now look at you, you're crushing it and and you're you're you look so inspired and you got all this fucking energy because you're tapping into your primary and secondary skill. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and for people who don't know what are the good 
or what the primary skill is, you should ask your friends, your family, other people, what do you think am I good at? Am? What do you think am I good at? What yeah. do you think do I suck at? And now, if they don't tell you anything, then you are just not good enough. You just yeah. need <laughs> then you just need to learn a skill. That's a point. Yeah. Yeah. Acknowledge and you need to try. Maybe I'm good at this. Try. Uh, maybe I'm good at this. Try. And over the failures, you will get redirected to what yeah, really your primary skill is. Exactly. Normally, normally something everybody's good at something, you know? So if you ask a few people, you will get a yes in something. Yeah. Amen to that. And you know, it and then the other thing is know where your your primary uh, uh times of focus are. So for me, I wake up in the morning and I want to get to work. I feel that like let's go. I hate snoozing. I barely ever snoo I maybe snooze my freaking uh my alarm clock maybe once or twice a year and that's really just because I'm sick and I need more sleep. But usually I just wake up 5 to 10 minutes before the alarm clock. I look at my phone, "Oh, cool." And then I get up because I want to do stuff. So for me, mornings, I got to get up. I got to go on the walking desk treadmill and I just get to work. It's what I did today. Even today, Saturday, I, w I wanted to move. I wanted to get shit done. Very contrary to my girlfriend, for example, she needs like five hours in the morning to chill. Hmm, really? On a weekend, she gets up. She's like, hey, like, come back. Let's cuddle. And I'm like, no, no, no. You chill there. You nap. I will go do for three, four hours. I will put work in and then I come wake you up. Like, and, and then, but what she does is like, she start her brain starts racking up on in the evening around 10 PM. I'm done. I want to go to sleep. And she's like, I'm not tired. Let's go do something. So the, the big important key about this is that you need to know where your times of focus and creativity are. And then that's what I love so much about online entrepreneurship. You can then actually schedule your own schedule and say, well, in the mornings, I'm going to do all difficult stuff like lead generation, content creation, yada, yada, yada. In the evenings, I feel inspired. That's why I wanted to talk to people. So I personally put all my client calls in the evenings and so on and so forth. And then, like I said, like during the afternoon, I feel a dip. So that is where I do the physical stuff, the stretching, um, the meditation and so on and so forth. So a lot of people really suffer and they feel they feel like they're idiots. They feel like they're lazy. They feel like they can't focus because their primary times of focus are 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 put into this kind of template that doesn't fit for them. Right. So like I said, like some people just don't want to get up in the morning and get to work now. Society is going to tell them, hey, you're lazy. But in reality, their primary work time would actually be evenings. And that's kind of the problem about things like nine to five jobs is you're being put into this kind of into this box and you have to perform from nine to five. But for other people that might not even match with their primary focus times. And that's what I like about online entrepreneurship. You can literally find out what your primary focus times are and you just you just nail it. You, that's when you work. I agree that maybe some people are two times more focused at evening than in the morning or either. But if you have a strong enough why, which is yeah. not about yourself, which is out of yourself, build schools, make your parents free, look after your girlfriends or children. I think you have 10 times the focus all fucking day. Also, you know, point. You know not going to lie. You can hack your mind if you have a strong enough why. And again, this fits back into the mission know why you do it really yeah. why like i said amen amen to that i can't 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 deny that i mean it surely has a it, it, it has an aspect to it for sure do you um because you mentioned a lot of times your mission and i saw it on your instagram too what exactly is your mission over the next year 2024 what is it in the next five to ten years 
So in the next, uh, so this year, basically, it's um, changed 1,000 people's life through the power of martial arts. Because like mm -hmm. I told you, I know when you do martial arts, it doesn't matter what you do. If you want to be a dating coach, if you want to be an employee, if you want just to be a good husband, what you do in martial arts gives you superpower. So through martial arts, I want to implement the routines, the 20-minute routines, how we do it, because I know the short ones is enough. Over time, they will give you the secret superpower. And over my lifetime, of course, inspire 1 million people and help 1, 1 million people transform their life through martial arts. Damn. That's beautiful. Who's who's usually your client? I guess it men between 25, 35, something like that. Do you, have you also had older women or something like that that joined your program and said, hey, I want to learn some kick-ass stuff? I just had one woman who was interested, but we had no woman joined because we specifically talk to men, you know? The woman, yeah, that's what I thought. For women, it's nice for self-defense and we will probably also build a product for self-defense, but men need it. And nowadays, well, they're also pussies, like you said. Bro, yeah. please learn to fight a little bit, you know? Please get yeah. your ass up. They're all fat, all are lazy. They can't do anything. When they see normal people punch, ugh, I could beat them with my little finger, you know? But <laughs> not a man, you know? What do you think is the reason why so many men suck nowadays? Yeah, if you don't, you are what you have. I always say you are the summary of the last year. And if mm -hmm. you do only shit over the past 365 days, if you do no training, if you only put shit into your mind, if you can't probably move, of course, what is the result? If you put in shit, shit comes out. It's the action. <laughs> it's the own action, you know? You get what you deserve. You get what you plant. You plant Why the you... and you get results. If you look at it, it seems to me like it's just like this generation has it more and more difficult to step up and fucking crush it in life and be in physical shape and and be smart. What do you think is our generation lacking that, for example, our fathers had? I would say a superhero. And I would always say the Jesus of this year for me is Andrew Tate because... He's just fucking inspired the whole crowd to rebel against the Matrix, like like you said it. And we need more of him, you know. We need mm -hmm. more guy who guys who step up, tell the truth, are not afraid of showing that they are strong, you know. And that's the point. If you just watch uh, all the pussy movies and the men are the weak ones and the women become not the superheroes, it's all propaganda, you know. So we need mm -hmm. more superheroes. We need more inspiring people. That's what I try to build myself to be also one of them. Damn, you know. The thing about Andrew Tate is when I first heard about him, I was like, oh, who the fuck is this? Every it's it's just like a walking meme, you know? Just some like, oh, don't let your girlfriend go outside without your permission and stuff like that. Because that's what everybody talks about, about the stupid, extreme, small little snippets out there. And then I'm like, let me check out some of his content. And I expected just some over-the-top crazy guy, you know, some like and you just shake your head like, yeah, he's just there to provo provoke people. But then I looked at his content. I'm like, he some absolutely legit stuff in there. Self-governance, uh, understand yourself, self-discipline, fucking measure your success. Don't take no for an answer. Like, go fucking crush. And his message has been so watered down by so many people just making fun of it. Then people actually having an open mind and open heart and saying, Hey, what are some good things that person says? Because every single person, no matter how, how much you disagree with them probably has something good to say. And I have to say at this point too, like Andrew Tate has a lot and so does his brother have a lot of really good fucking points 
to be made. And I actually think if you're a 15, 16 year old young man and you're highly, um, you're, you're very, very easily influenced. I'd rather have this, this young man be influenced by people like Andrew Tate to say, go work out, go make you some, something out of yourself, build a fucking business and go fucking take what is yours than them having to be influenced by some sort of fucking woke agenda that tells them that, Hey, it's great. It's good to be weak. It's, it's okay to be not a fucking threat. You know what? Like a strong man is someone that can be absolutely a threat to everyone but chooses not to be one. That's the kind of man we need. That's the kind of man that is that, that build a society. Not fucking weak men. Not beta simp men. But men that are very strong and that could kill, but choose not to do it. And uh, that fits good two days ago. A 15-year-old texted me, hey, I'm in Dubai. I want to meet you. I said, okay, at, at this time, at here at this training place, if you show up here, I have 15 minutes. He comes. He's fucking 15. I ask him, what are you doing? Yeah, I do drop shipping. Aren't you in school? Yeah, I'm in school, but I do drop. How the fuck <laughs> came to drop shipping? You know what he answered? One and a half years ago, he saw Andrew Tate, and then he realized he can make more money, and he started learning drop shipping. And now a 15 year old is visiting me in Dubai. You see? Wow. So either you search for the bad stuff, like women can drive, all the shit. Of course, it's 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 marketing. You know, he's yeah, just a yeah. marketing genius. He became the most Google Google person on on planet. But mm. if you look away from the smart stuff, from the truth, then you're just a fucking idiot, you know? If you're an Andrew Tate hater, you have no brain cells, you know? Mm -hmm. That's how it is. Man, 15-year-old kid. So did he did he come here with his parents or did he buy his flight with the drop shipping money or how exactly did that work? To be fair, he came with his parents from a ship, but still he's thinking about business and he's meeting business guys. He was sitting with me and my millionaire clients. Bro, what I had, have I done with 15? Going to the shop and and steal some candy, you know. That's what yeah, I yeah. did. I mean, you know what I did? Like at fifteen, I fucking watched The Simpsons and I played World of Warcraft. I played Counter Strike, Source, I think, or one point six. And it's crazy. Every time, every th these folks get younger and younger. That's the crazy thing. When I started, twenty eleven. Okay, I was twenty fucking one years old, and I'm and I'm going to um the seminars for dating and personal development by Julian and Alex, like all these RSD people. And I'm there at 21 and they're like, Oh, it's great that you're doing this already with 21. And I felt like I'm the young guy. I'm going to crush everyone. Cause I'm doing this already at 21. And then <laughs> I remember I would, you know, two years later, I was, I was doing speeches for RSD and I did a speech in fucking Honolulu, Hawaii. I did an event in Honolulu, Hawaii. Granted, I was the assistant. And as the assistant, I had like 20 minutes of speaking time before the instructor came on. And then, you know, everybody was super mind blown because my speech was really good. And then the instructor comes on and he was like 10 years older than me. And he says, well, you know, you did very, very well, Max. And um, you're doing it, it looks very cool because you're so young. When you're 30, nobody will care. Like when you're 30 you will be expected to do a good fucking speech. At 30, you're expected to crush it. And, and you know, but it was cool because I was so young. And now I get people that, for example, they apply to be a closer in my company and they're 19. So I had this one guy, Kevin, once, and um, and he applies to be a closer. And um, we're doing it over Zoom, right? And he's sitting there and he's sitting in a car while doing the interview. And I instantly give him shit. I'm like, what is this? Why the fuck are you in your car? You're you're supposed you want to be a closer for a multiple seven figure company and you can't even show up in a proper background. And then he said, "Well, uh, 
apologies, sir. I'm I'm sitting here in the car because I live with my family. I'm 19 years old, and this was the only quiet environment that I had. And I'm like, oh, the respect. I like that. And then even his dad knocked on the window during the interview, and he's like, oh, excuse me, father. I have this interview. Please, you know. And the way he talked to his dad in such a respectful manner, I'm like, oh, I kind of like this guy. And then I asked him, like, what's your sales experience? He said, uh, I sold cars. And I'm like, you're 19 years old and you sold cars? Who hired you? And he said, nobody hired me. I literally just walked around my neighborhood finding cars that are, were that were being sold. And I said, hey, can I sell this for you? And I get commission. And he, and he did that when he was 16. So he did that between 16 and 19. And I said, you started going outside at 16 trying to sell cars on your own for commission. You know what I did at 16? masturbating that's what i did you know <laughs> a, a lot of it you know so i'm like dude okay i want you in my company this is fucking awesome and now i hear people like this 15 year old that already builds his own fucking business that's so fucking inspiring to see these folks being younger and younger and making the decision to step up and you know as we said peek out of the matrix it's it's become <laughs> such a such a cringe term like uh, escape the matrix but it is fucking true. Like to a degree, this 15 year old is trying to escape the matrix because he's fucking thinking outside the box. And that's inspiring as hell, man. Matrix is nothing different than the system. You know, do you want to yeah. play in the system or do you want to go out of the system and play? Yeah. You need still to play the rules, but to play it smarter, to take yourself out, you know, and deep inside, everybody wants it. Just again, fits back into martial arts. Uh, most people have not the confidence. They don't have the trust. They don't have the belief. They yeah. Know they are losers and they will think that they will stay for the rest of their life a loser. They don't even see there is something else. And that is exactly the end of Tate haters. If some, somebody comes and say, you can be a millionaire, just a lazy fuck, they just don't want to see the truth. And it is the truth. Mm -hmm. Everybody can get rich. Everybody can get uh, strong. That's the beauty of a man. Put in two, three years of work like I did it. I was completely fucked in every area of my life. I built myself up. Takes two, three years. And then you live the rest of your life in freedom. Boom. So... Because you said also like everybody can make money, everybody become martial artists and so on and forth. And I agree with 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 the making money part. It's <clears throat> I wouldn't maybe necessarily say everybody become an can become an entrepreneur, but everybody can become part of a great company. And and it, again, it, it sticks together with your primary skill and your secondary skill. So for example, uh, our CMO Robin Bauman, I've had him on the podcast earlier as well. His skill is not being on video and making fucking reels. So he's a fucking CMO and an ads and a copywriter and a marketing expert, right? So what he does is he plugs his skill set in to companies like mine, where my skill set is clearly the social media aspect and the inspiring people. And now in combination, we're building something really, really great. Can you, is, is it working for you full-time, this guy? Um, I mean, he does work full-time for me and full-time for other companies as well. Maybe you can give me his contact. I had some. Hell yeah. Tests. If possible, hundred percent, man. Just just DM me uh, after this so I don't forget, and then uh, I'll see what we can do. And then uh, what was I saying? Oh, so my question that I wanted to ask you was: with martial arts, is there such a thing as um, talent? Where you say like, okay, wow, like sometimes I start working with someone and they they have the coordination already or something like that. Absolutely, yes, because of um, some. Maybe I was I was also I would say pretty talented. I learned fast, but I did sports all day. But mm. hard work beats talent every day when talent doesn't work hard. Yeah. Amen. Amen to that. How does how does talent is being how is manifest how is talent manifested with martial arts? It's about it's all muscle memory, you know? It's mm. 
if you fight, it's more about how can you move your body. It's it's similar to dancing actually. And if you have moved your body in the past, you've done some ball sports or you danced even, that yeah. benefits a lot. That or or make some backflips or do some some other workout. Just one thing: the baddest martial artists, so the worst ones, are the gym guys, because the gym. It's <laughs> so You're just pushing the weights from the hands. But if you've done full coordination sports, then you will have a very way easier entry into the world of martial arts. I mean, it's funny that you say that, um, that the worst people are, uh, are people that just go to the gym. That was exactly the same with me when I, I did some MMA um, in 2020. I did, uh, I did weekly sessions with... Uh, uh, Yako, uh, I forgot his last name, but he's he's basically the Joe Rogan of of Finland, and uh, he trained a lot of the the national fighters there in MMA. And then I started doing Muay Thai in Kiev when I moved back to Kiev, and uh, I also had I forgot his name, but he was some Ukrainian trainer, also trained some national um national pros of Ukrainian fighters, and he trained me, and he it was the whole training was so funny because he barely speaks English. And he would just kick my fucking ass the whole time. And I, I, you know, I come there, six pack shoulders, great pecs. I look like I'm a freaking pro athlete, but I have zero cardio, zero actual useful strength, you know. And and he, we, it would just be the warm up, you know. And I would just drip sweat, barely able to breathe. And he's just like, "You just trying to look good. This is not real sport, man." Not a real sport. Look at you. The whole time he would just make fun of me every single day, and he just kicked my ass, and and I loved it. So yeah, <laughs> I can attest to that. That just because you look fit doesn't mean you are fit. That's somehow also the mission. Because why do all people go to the gym? They think that's the only way. But if you ask yourself, yeah. do you want to train two hours to look good, or do you want to train one hour to look good, be strong, kick your ass, defend your family, get confident? You see, you, it takes you less time for multiple benefits. If you go to the gym, it takes you more time because of the sets break for less benefits. So if you think logically about it, the gym should be empty and the martial arts rooms should be full. You know? <laughs> but, but that comes again, the fear that comes again. Pushing weights is easy. Just go grab the yeah. dump. Still, most people don't get it. Still, 90% are out of shape. But <laughs> comparison, it's easy. So that's, again, the thing. And that's why I always respect way more the guys who practice martial arts. I know yeah. there are good guys. I haven't met one martial artist, or very rare, who is an idiot. You know, martial mm -hmm. artists have character because of that. Because it's hard. Yeah. I mean, it's exactly... It's funny that you said that when you said going to the gym is so damn easy and still people don't do it. You know, <laughs> people don't... They can't even do that. So 100%. I also want to give a shout out to my dad here. He's 60, you know, and he's not going to get in shape. He's vastly overweight, always has been. He's always been my fat dad. Shout out to him. So, and, you know, just last year, I was somehow able to force him to go to the gym uh, three times a week. I basically said, hey, I'll pay the gym for you, but you have to go three times a week. And if you don't send me a selfie three times a week from you at the gym, you have to pay the month for yourself. Good. And, you know, he goes to the gym and... He's like on the bicycle thingy for like 20 minutes watching a movie on the fucking iPad with his reading glasses on. And then he does a little bit of exercise. But at the very least, he does something right. And I honestly think he just goes there because he wants to be away from his girlfriend and have some alone time where he can do something in peace. But, you know, even if like even my dad 
overweight at 60, even he can get his ass to the gym and do at least something. And then, like you said, most people can't even do that. And that's that's a sad freaking reality. That's good that you look. That's maybe I don't know if he's watching, but maybe this could help him. You said you need to force him and then you do this. I understand because he was if he has never trained, it's hard for him. But it would be a better approach. Like you said, he has to find his thing. Send him one times mm -hmm. to go. One time send him to volleyball. One time one. send him to the, uh, roller skating. And he will find something which he loves. It doesn't need to be forced. You understand? And that's Maybe, the point. It, it, it's a very good point, actually. It's a very good point. It's, again, like, kind of ta to get back to what we said earlier, primary skill, secondary yes. skill, same with sports, yeah. What do you... Well, I have some random MMA questions I keep bugging you about. What do you, what do you think... Uh, uh, is going to happen with Conor McGregor? Do you think he can back up or do you think he's been overrated all the time? What's your opinion? Yeah, I don't... I mean, does my opinion really matter? But he's I, I, I just... Out of my... Out of your experience, what do you see? I mean, he was hardworking, became a superstar, um, got, got caught in life, I would say. We don't actually know exactly what's happening. It's just uh, never judge somebody by one second clip you see or by free video clips. But I don't know if he wants to get back, if he's... If he has no other mission, I heard this from Luke Burnett because right now we are living here with a new UFC fighter, actually. Nice. And he told me starting fighting was hard, but quitting fighting was even harder because mm -hmm. you lose your you lose your identity, you know? Yeah. Fighting all day, all life, and then you need to stop. So I think he will probably get back, but I think it's more like a business. It's risk, you know? Why? If I would become a McGregor, why should I take a risk? You know, the fucking yeah. big superstar, I can launch any whiskey brand and become a billionaire. Why yeah. should I go back in? It's hard, bro. It's yeah. You need to love it, really love the fight game. And he loves it probably, but still he, he has fought enough times. So I don't know what's happening. Let's see. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Is like it's, it's such a sport where it really helps you to come from a really, really, really shitty background. And it's almost counterproductive when you're doing well. I see this weirdly enough with a lot of bands. I'm a metal fan, metal and rock, and usually metal bands, there's like a certain certain period in their career where they hit this really big success with an album and then they get shitty because as a metal musician or rock musician, you kind of have to have a hard life. If you're feeling too good and too happy, your music's just going to suck, so, <laughs> at least for metal and for rock, you know? That's it for everything in life, man. And that's why you need to put yourself through hard things. What's the way mm. to put yourself through hard things? Training martial arts. You see, everything comes back to training martial arts. That's the mm. point. Put yourself through the hard training session and your whole life will be easy. You will appreciate more. That's what I mean with superpower. Yeah. You know? Didn't Joe Rogan even say that? It's like, you got to put yourself under under suffering every day. Like uh, like deliberate suffering is the way to happiness or something like that. And that sounds to me like martial arts. That's Andrew Tate's message also. You need to suffer. Mm. If you're not yeah. suffering, you're not becoming the man you need to be, you become. Yeah. Damn, man. So also talk about men, awesome men here. So so here's the funny thing. Like the way I found out about you because my buddy Michal from Slovakia, yeah, he was training with you. And I'm like, hey, I think I know this guy. And then I tapped on your profile. I'm like, oh, you're following me. Cool. I want to hit you up. And then you and I chatted, and then turns out that you also met my buddy and one of my closers, Lincoln, in 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 Warsaw. So how Hello. did you how, how did you meet Lincoln? Shout out to him, bro. Honestly, in the front of the DJ, 
<laughs> I was out. <laughs> I was out. We were four guys, 25 chicks, had a table. And I'm the type of guy I don't want to sit. It's boring. I need action. So I stood up, went directly in front of the DJ, got smashed there. And somehow a guy were here. And this was Lincoln. And <laughs> immediately we resonated. After three hours, he asked me, who are you? Who are your where are your guys? I said, Oh, I'm here with 25 chicks. I turn around, everybody left. I was alone. And <laughs> I, I, I just was with Lincoln alone in the club. And from that moment on, we became friends. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, Lincoln's one of our head consultants. Uh, so shout out to him. He's now in uh in Vietnam. Where does he live? Or, or Thailand. Thailand or which one? We will have a call later. I don't know, but oh nice. Tell him I, I said hi, man. Tell him yeah. I said hi. And uh and then also, so that's so funny, and then um, just before our interview, I uh, just before this podcast episode, I'm on my stories, and I see Ash Dykes, whom I've also been DMing for years. We've been DMing back and forth just a little bit about his projects and stuff. Like that. And then I see you tagged, and I'm going with it. I know this guy too. So also shout out to Ash Dykes here. Uh, are you training him for something specific, or we just met up? He's gone already. He was here in Dubai. He had a speech, and he left already to London right now. Nice. So and you, you had a training session active. with him or what? Yeah, we trained him very strong. And he has some crazy stories, man. This is the real David Goggins. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all the stuff with like following the Yangtze River and stuff like that. So did, did he have a martial arts experience before that? I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, he had fights. He fought. He had also struggled. You see, this man was such a humble man. He had so much struggle. He had no money. He had to fight for money to earn money. He had 12 fights, I guess. And... Then he did all this shit again without money, struggled, but now he gets paid five figures for talking for 10 minutes, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, there's worse things for sure. What do you, do you have, to, to go a little bit deeper, do you sometimes feel worry that when your life becomes too good, you lose that sense of struggle that has always been your driving force? Um, I mean... I enjoy myself right now. It comes all back, not worrying, it comes all back what is life for, to live life experiences. And one year back, I had still this mindset. I will work every day to become the richest man and to show it everybody and I am the best. But, but then I become the richest man. I worked 60 years and then I die. You know, mm. I'm not worrying. I'm trying to balance it out. Then two days fun, five days, 16 hour work but two days fun. So I tried to put myself into this box, but man, it's all about enjoying, you know? That's mm. some crazy shit, you know? That's what life is for. I know there is this guy just hustle, hustle, hustle. If you get the joy from it, I get it, yes, but I also want to do some nice stuff, you know? Explore the world, have some fun. Still young, yeah. with 45. When should I go out with 45? No, then I will. Still, <laughs> you know? Enjoy. Still, uh, I'm just one year out of the Matrix, you know? Um, yeah. Finally, I can do whatever I want. Yeah, doesn't matter where I go. I can pay for it. It's all online, you know, so just the beginning. So I'm not yeah. worried. Good. That's good to hear. And it's crazy, too, what you said, like, you know, it's, it's quote, unquote, like your first year out of the Matrix. It becomes so it becomes weirder with every year. I'll tell you that. You know, I, I would say when I started getting out of the, ma out of the Matrix to keep saying <laughs> this weird word. I, I would say almost around 2014, that's where I started making 5 to 10K a month, just traveling the world, being on tour as a dating coach. And that was already very, like, I was already not living like a normal person, you know? I was freaking, I was getting 5 to 10K a month. That's around the, as much money as a doctor gets paid in Austria. 
but I didn't study or anything. I was just some dork talking to girls and teaching guys how to be more confident. And, and, and I was traveling the world. So that was such a bizarre experience already. And then, you know, now it's, it's almost, uh, it's, it's about 10 years after that. And, uh, it just gets more and more bizarre because also like the difference between you out of the matrix and someone that's still in there becomes bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Like their reality becomes so weird to me. And so, so for me, it's, and this is probably something that you start noticing as well, because you start hanging out with more and more successful people. Like you said, like you're hanging out with clients that are all millionaires and you have this nine figure entrepreneur that you're training to become, uh, to, to get in a professional fight you start hanging out with more and more of these people that you completely forget what like a regular person deals with on a, on a daily basis, you know? It's completely different. It's like you're talking to other humans. It's just, it's just a computer programming, you know? If you yeah. try, <laughs> run a Windows program on an on a Apple. <laughs> and I told this back then to my... Yeah, but I told this back then to my friends. I remember three years ago when I put my goals and all I told you, after that, I said, bro, it's all, you can do it. I tried to, to teach them and, and then they, we were drunk, you know, still, but I tried to teach them, hey, it works. Yeah, yeah. You can't. They are still at the same place. If I go back to Austria, I can talk five minutes to them. I need to fucking leave, you know? I was going to say, I, I was going to ask you. Yeah. I get so, angry because I'm dumbness, you know? Yeah. So I was, I was going to ask you, so it's like, do you still have are you still in contact with some of the people that you were hanging out with back then and what are they doing now yeah two guys they helped me a lot so still i have i want to buy them a car someday wow. because someday when i make a lot of money but what should i talk to them they're doing the same shit of course completely mm. the same and they, they don't get it and they are not asking you know would yeah. they ask how did you do it what do you do what should nothing they don't want it they don't believe it they are that that's the matrix, bro. That's the matrix, you know. Really, they don't the... get it. You could be free. They don't understand it. I came from the same thing. I did it, and they don't care. Mm. I couldn't sleep because I asked myself all day, "How can this guy in the internet do it? How can I do it? Like, how can I do it? How can I do it?" I couldn't sleep. That's why I made it. You know. That's the craziest part. They don't ask. I've I've always thought the same. I have a little bit less radical approach when I hang out with old people from my from my childhood. Um, I try to kind of like slip back into an older role with when I'm like, you know, like if they complain about the government, I'm like, yeah, I'll complain about the government, you know, because I don't want to be like, mm, you know what? It's actually yourself and you got to get self. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, the stupid government, you know. Um, because <laughs> there's still a part of me that can still enjoy hanging out with my old friends. But at the same time, just like you said yourself, I'm like, I'm like, why don't they ask? Why don't they like, hey, man, like, because I remember the first time I rented a Lambo because I used to rent Lambos when every time I go somewhere and I rented two Lambos at the same time. I rented an Aventador and I rented a, uh, a Huracan and we rented it for like a week, both cars and with like 400 extra kilometers. So the whole thing was like 35K and and uh, I drove around Vienna and then I met one of my best friends from high school and he became a teacher. And 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 we met uh, at the parking lot and we were driving somewhere and I'd walk up to the Lambo and, and you know, I pressed the button. Ee -ee! And he's like, oh, sh oh, shit. What, really? Like, you really are here with a Lambo? Holy shit. And how much was it? I'm like, yeah, 35K for about a week for two Lambos and all these extra miles. And he's like, wow, dude, that's my yearly salary, he said. And... And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, sucks for you, I guess. But he never asked of like, hey, man, like, how can I make money too? You know what I mean? It, it's not like 
it's not like he probably doesn't want to make more money. Of course he wants to make more fucking money. If you make 35K a year, you probably want to make more money. And, you know, he has kids now and all that. Like, isn't it in your responsibility to give them a better life by being more financially liquid? So I always wonder, like, why doesn't he ask? Because he's my best friend. Like, I would help him out. I mean, he was my best friend uh, in high school. I would help him out. I would give him access to my programs and all that jazz. And I've done this before. But people... Just don't, do don't ask. Don't do it. And they don't do it if you give them program, programs. If you give them something, they will not do it anything. Yep, that's also not, true. When you put the fly in here and they fly around, you saw this, then you open the bottle and they still stay in here. And that's the, <laughs> that's the yeah, and it's a fucking box. They, yeah. I don't know if they, they... They are not dumb, you know? People... It's just a program, you know? If you can't believe that it works, but you see it that it works. That's what I don't understand. If somebody, that's the craziest part somebody can buy three supercars in one week and you need to work 60 years why don't you ask but not everybody can be a winner have fun staying a loser you know that's mm -hmm. how it is mm -hmm. yeah like i said it's um so much brain mumbo jumbo going on in everybody's life because it's again like also one thing that i noticed is when you step up you also become a target for a lot of people and people will criticize you and they will find bad things about you, even if they're not true. I mean, we've literally had this where um, we've had people sh post really bad things about my company on Reddit, literally incorrect things of like, yeah, it's a scam and blah, blah, blah. And I lost all this money, which literally isn't true. And I was always wondering like, why the fuck does that happen? Until I see a DM, you know, buried in my message requests on Instagram of some guy literally said, hey, Max, I'm going to post fake reviews of your programs on Reddit unless you give me $5,000. And of course, I'm not going to give him $5,000. But now this guy just posts random shit about us. And that literally hurts my company, literally costs me money because people see that and they believe it. Right, mm -hmm. because it's so easy to believe. Oh, it's a scam. It doesn't work anyways. And this guy just wants to have fucking money, as opposed to hey, if you work fucking hard and you get proper um and you get proper guidance and you have someone that helps you that has been there where you want to go, then of course it can work. But it's easier to believe like yeah, it's just a scam and it doesn't work anyways. Yeah, that's that's the point. The bigger you get, the bigger of a target you get. Also, I yep. saw my course right now in some random. So one of my or three or four of our combat club courses are somewhere random in the Telegram group. Yeah, out, you know, uh, still did, but you still don't get the access to us. You still don't get the feedback. You still yeah. don't uh, are not in the community. And it's bro, it's part of the risk. Look what happened to Tateman, You know, if yeah. I got put in jail for something which delights together. You know. This yeah. guy has 100 women. They say he's a human trafficker. You know, that's the best example. Um, but yeah, that again, do you want to take the risk and win with all the negative side effects? Or do you want to stay a loser anyways? Exactly. Exactly. And then again comes the martial arts thing. You want to fight me? Let's go. Come on. What do you want? You know, that, yeah. that again fits back together. You know, you need to have that mindset. Doesn't matter what's happening. You flow with it. You know, you beat it somehow. To, and you conquer it. You conquer the problems. Problem yeah. solving. I've had uh, I've had Carl S on. If you know him, he's very very controversial. He's basically the Andrew Tate of Germany. Yeah. Um, I've had him on as well, and he said also something very interesting. He said like, look, I never chose to get in all these confrontations. I never chose to um, to be this public target for people, but I became it. And then you basically have two choices: you either let it kill you and you give up, and you say, hey, it's not worth it. 
or you just become stronger and you you get really good at confrontation. And you actually not only master confrontation, but you actually come out as a winner. And again, it goes back to martial arts. It's like you cannot avoid confrontation. You can only be prepared for it and then come out as a winner, I I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so it's the same with Carlos as well and Andrew Tate and so on and so forth. Yeah, man. I mean, that's the point. If you have the balls, if you have the strength, any, anyways, uh, you can't avoid confrontation. Everything is confrontation. You know, can just be smart. Charisma beats a lot of it. So <laughs> I, how should I say it? Maybe on camera, sometimes I sound a little bit rude or something. In real life, really, I try to play with the charisma, but sometimes you just need the hard words, you know? And mm. that's how it That's is. an interesting thing. Elaborate on that. Sometimes charisma. If you're a charismatic guy, if you're a good person. So let's put it this way. Before... Before I trained martial arts and all this shit happened to me, I had always confrontation. I had always street fights. I always got punched. Or my nose got broken from behind. And I thought, oh, the other guy, it's his fault. But at the moment then, when I had confidence in myself, I said, oh, sorry, bro, I don't want it. Or somebody wants to beat me. Ah, bro, sorry, I love you. You know, they can't beat me up. <laughs> bro, I just said I love you. I said, sorry, I'm putting my pants down. You know, if you have, if you go with charisma for the world, basically you have no problems. So you make less problems. You attract the positive, you know? Even the worst guy, if you're the best guy and give him a smile and say, you're the best and I'm so sorry, you think, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? But I can't beat him, you know? <laughs> That's the yeah. point. With charisma, you really can Aikido all the stuff here, you know, in life. So if you're a good person, just all fits back, do the best, be a good person, try to help always, and then you will have a better life. It's, it's actually pretty mind-blowing. I just wrote that down. I have this little value nuggets notepad in my phone where every time I hear something really mind-blowing, I write it down. And what you just said, I wrote it down, is that if you have, if you go with charisma through this world, nothing can ever happen to you. And it's very true. Like, you can give a charismatic answer. You know, like we in Austria say a schmee. You know, if you go through <laughs> with a schmee, um, then uh, you can get you can save yourself a lot of trouble. <laughs> it's very cool. Never had trouble. Since years, not one trouble. And we just were out. Uh, with a friend here and almost got trouble but oh. uh, yeah almost got trouble and they were, his bro his professional boxer olympic fighter he would smack his life here you know <laughs> but he would go to jail probably <laughs> he would go to jail so i just took the guy oh sorry man sorry man and then, security okay, okay. Walk, walk, walk me through it walk me through it what happened i mean we just go out there were some girls this was uh this guy's girl <laughs> and he just talked and then he got angry blah, 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 and he wanted to smack him already you know I said, oh, good, good. and then nothing happened you know you see so, but same same occasion if we would have uh do different stuff if we would be aggressive we would broke his nose and we would be 10 years in jail in dubai yeah. same same thing just different approach and everybody see, would have lost charisma and aggressive you see yeah, the difference? yeah it's so it's so weird huh that in our world um, you can get away with so much when you're just charismatic. How many politicians have literally lied to everyone's face, but we still vote for him because they have charisma? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a, If you were like an alien looking down on this earth and they're like, hey, look, this planet is full of monkeys. They have no hair, but they're just crazy monkey descendants. And they don't get it that if you just smile and you say things with a lot of convictions – Everybody will believe you and think you're awesome, no matter what you do. It's so funny. Like you said, like charisma can really help open a lot of doors and keep you from a lot of harm. Uh, that's, that's a very, very good point. Um, anyways, man. So 
wrapping slowly wrapping up here what do you what do you want to be known for you you die tomorrow what do you want people to talk about about you um that whenever how it doesn't matter how much fucked up you are and i was so fucked up that you can always turn your life around if you are a good person if you work on yourself if you conquer yourself with martial arts you can conquer basically anything in life and it doesn't matter how fucked up you are, what your past was, uh, how much of a loser you were. You can anytime change it if you create your vision in your mind, write the character traits down and do the actions required to get that character traits because everything in life either dies or grows. So when you do the right actions from tomorrow, you can grow and you can become the person you can always want to be and that you live life with fun, that it's not all about hard, hard, hard and you enjoy it. That's what it's about, experience. And to experience it, you need to make money. That's it. Hmm. That's beautiful, man. Man, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. What is your what's your travel plan? When are you going to be back in Austria? Bro, hopefully never, man. I hate this country. I, swear. <laughs> <laughs> I, swear. I can't stand the people, man. I swear. Maybe because <laughs> I lived there so long, I can't stand them. So maybe we can meet up in Vienna if it's yeah. uh, one, two days. Maybe 100%. I just my parents four or five days, but I will be gone as soon as possible again. <laughs> yeah, no more Matrix, bro. There are Matrix agents everywhere, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, there. <laughs> That's funny, man. I'm moving to Helsinki uh, in February, March. So uh, maybe I'll also see you there. Otherwise, when I'll be in Dubai, we'll we'll go hang and, uh, yeah. and kick my ass a little bit. Let's go. Yeah, until May I'm here, and then let's see Europe tour, and in winter, who knows? Maybe Thailand, Bali, or again Dubai. I don't know. Let's flow with life, flow with opportunities. Epic, man. Epic. Well, dude, thank you so much for being on the show, man. I really appreciated that. And uh, I'll let you know on everything when, when the podcast is out. And, uh, you know, I'll send you the link if you want to promote it as well. And I'll promote you or your stuff all over. And uh, we'll make awesome stuff happen. Thank you, man. All the best. Wish Thanks, you all man. The Believe in yourself and do your best. Bye-bye. Boom. Cheers. Boom. And if you get inspired by the coaching world that is out there, making a very good online income, you're changing lives, you're feeling fulfilled because you're not selling BS, but you're selling something that really helps people. Because, and if you get inspired by the awesome coaching world that is out there that allows you to generate very high amounts of income completely location independently, but you also want to change other people's lives, do good and have an impact and feel the fulfillment from that, well, then I got something really awesome for you. Go ahead and hop on a call with us. The call is entirely for free and we will show you exactly how you can turn your skill, hobby, expertise or passion into a legitimate, long-lasting online coaching, consulting or service service providing business. Even if you don't feel like an expert yet, even if you don't have a brand, you don't even need a website for that. We have clients making 20, 50, even $100,000 a month if you're a little bit more advanced. If you just say you want to make a couple K on the side next to your nine to five job, that's totally fine as well. All you have to do is head over to maxtorno.com forward slash call that's again, maxtorno.com forward slash call. And there you can book your free consultation call. It's not going to be a crazy high pressure sales call or anything like that. We're actually known to give you true applicable advice on how to get started. We'll also let you know if your business idea is going to have the potential to hit six figures or seven figures and how to take your first steps or to take the steps to scaling and automating your existing business. A lot of ramble. Like I said, maxtorno.com forward slash call. Talk to you very soon and bye-bye.